Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rock stars. Rock stars. Girls lacrosse. Rock stars. Girls lacrosse. The Rock Stars Girls Lacrosse Show with hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good afternoon, I guess I should say. To me, it's morning. It's, it's officially afternoon, I think. It is, and this is, uh, we're back with the Rockstars Girls Lax podcast with me, Ronnie Davis, and Craig the Spazman Simmons. What's up? <laughs> it's been an eventful week. It, it really has. Um, you know, last <clears throat> week we finished up with going over the, the All-Americans and Section 5 and the Rockstar. you know. I, I don't have all the information on All-County yet. That, that will come out. Hopefully on GLAX five. They they released Finger Lakes, but oh, and they, they released the uh, Independence, but they have not released Monroe County. Okay, and what did we have? We had two All Americans out of the Finger Lakes: Andrew Savage. I, I, be- and- I believe the, the only Amer- All American was uh, Emma Arnold. No, and Andrew Savage. Okay, Andrew yeah, Savage. They, got, okay. I thought that was an Under Armour All American. Nope they uh, they got two All Americans out there in the Finger okay. Lakes, and uh, well, both deserve it. Yeah, both deserve it. No doubt about that. They uh, they both are well deserved of that, and then you know we recapped a little last week about our you know section five Monroe County All Americans with uh, yeah. with Kate Mischewski yep. and Ellie Mooney and um, Morgan Schwab. Um, out of the 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 let's say five All Americans, right? The, the, between Monroe County and Finger Lakes, mm-hmm. um, three of them are seniors, and and two are actually juniors. You know, Morgan Schwab is a junior, and yep. Andra Savage is a junior, and. Morgan and um, and Andra, you know, followed a little different path recruiting wise. Morgan actually went very early in in the recruiting process before the rule changed when she committed to the University of Virginia. So she was one of two girls in the area, along with Loren Blakesley, to commit early. And Andra came a little later. Um, you know, she's she's going to Towson, and but her recruiting process came with. You know, the rule went into effect on Sunday Easter, you know, several years back of there's no contact at all once that rule went into effect mm-hmm. until September 1st, their junior year. So Andra got to go what's through what's called the tour, right, along with all the rest of the 2020s in the country that, that weren't committed to um, schools prior to that date. And, and what that means is, you know, leading into, you know, our subject of club lacrosse, each each age group now is is given a one year what we call tour year and year and three months right so from September first of their sophomore year to November 
just after um, the third weekend in November of their junior year. We call that their tour. Yeah. And the tour means that's when you go play and the college coaches can come watch and evaluate and basically pick their, you know, kids that they want to recruit. And you're talking about tournaments. Go and play at tournaments like we'll get to the Live Love Lax that was over the weekend. I looked at the list of colleges that were going to be – and. All the big ones were there. Syracuse, everybody was. Everybody was, was there. Yeah, um, but the you know these <clears> tournaments, Baz, not you know not everybody can get into. You know they um there's 350 teams, and you know between the, the Live Love Lax and Lax for the Cure, which is next weekend, and then G8, and then Mid Atlantic the following weekend. Um, you know not every not every club can get in. Um, based on you know a lot of it's based on their talent level, their skill level, their you know there's different brackets and different divisions for lesser teams. So it's not a first come first serve. Not no. Um, okay. They sent out you know like a pre link to you know the clubs that they need there, and for good reason. I mean, you know you want the Yellow Jackets there, right? It's the Yellow Jackets tournament too, by the way. You know them in steps, but you know you got to have M and D there, and you got to have the Skywalkers there, and you got to have the Heroes there, and TLC. And now even Monster Lacrosse is, is you know, fitted into that that category because that's where all the college coaches, those are the, the clubs that the college coaches want to go see. And they try to match everybody up evenly. It's, they, they, they don't want, uh, like in wrestling parlance, jobbers out there where one team is going to, you know, beat a team by 30 points. Correct. Try to match them up evenly. Yeah, because the, the college coaches don't want to see – you know, they don't even care about the score of the game, to be honest with you. But they mm-hmm. don't want to see a lopsided game because they're trying to look at kids on both sides. So You're not going to learn anything in if, that situation. If you can just, you know, make it a competitive game, it's, it's, you know, you're you're doing pretty good. Sure. Especially at that, you know, level playing against those top teams. So, um, but that that's what, you know, going back to what I was saying about the tour for um, the, right now, the 2021 class, which is the, you know, they're just graduating from 10th grade. They're on tour right now. And um, so they're going, you know, I know, you know, I can speak for my Rochester 2021s and my monster team. We're scheduled to be in all the top tournaments in all the top brackets. And, oh, you know, over the weekend, my 21 team played, you know, Capital Lacrosse Club and they lost 11-7. The game was tied 7-7 with, you know, six minutes left. Capital is probably the number one twenty-one team in the country. Okay, um, they where are they out of? They're out of like DC area. Okay, um, they're excellent. And um, and the time before we played them, we we beat them once, and then we played them not too long after that, and it was an eighteen to three beating. And then we come back play them this time to a you know to basically a three goal game, which which is says wonders for our monster program and our twenty-one kids because there's some really good kids on that team, and. But, you know, to my point of you should have, it was like a buffet of college coaches on the sidelines watching this game. I mean, literally, I can say there's 150 college coaches all lined up, chairs, iPads, notepads, um, sitting there diligently watching this lacrosse game. Now, can they record or is it just they can only, you know, do digital stuff like you said, uh, record or, or, you know, take notes and that kind of thing? Can they record? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, if they, But I, I'll, I'll say this, is that each game was filmed. So and I do believe the college coaches have access to that film. So okay, yeah, I was I was looking at that and I saw that they yeah. have a specific video, you know, company that that handles that. Correct. That's got to be a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. they got these towers up and it's a it's yeah. a major event. This, which this speaking of which, Jim from SC Video, he asked me if I can tape this weekend, 
And I said, yeah. And then I haven't told him this yet. So if he's watching, he's going to find out. And then he says, do you mind doing it on scaffolding? Uh, deal breaker. The answer <laughs> is not. no. <laughs> not happening, Jim. And by the way, the, you were expecting 30 to 40 mile an hour winds this weekend, too. <laughs> it's not happening. So I don't. I, do you know the tournament he's talking about? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, probably Sweet Lax Invitational. It's okay. local here. It's a boys tournament. All right. Well, um, not not happening. I'm a ground guy. I, <laughs> I don't, don't climb, Jim. I don't, I don't I don't climb, Ronnie. So, all right. Sorry. Sorry to sidetrack you. That's there. okay. So, what, what I was you know, telling you is that. You know, in these tournaments, um, the, what an opportunity for for our kids. For our this, you know, right now it's our twenty ones. There are some college coaches at the twenty two games as well, but um, our twenty ones, white and purple team, right, were there, and um, and there's just a ton of college coaches everywhere. And then you, you, I couldn't walk five feet without a college coach coming to me and saying, "Hey, you know." I have interest in this kid. Hey, I have interest in that kid. Okay. And, and and also, you know, that was, you know, the big schools. You know, you got Carolina, you got Maryland, you got Virginia, you got Northwestern was there, you know. They're all there. All of them. And it was funny. They're just waiting. It was like I was, you know, giving interviews. It was like I, I needed to get to the 22 game because that's the team I coach. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the 21 game. But I started to make my way to the 22 field, and I was late for the 22 game because – I'd have to talk to this college coach, take another two steps, talk to this college coach. Literally, they were lined up waiting to talk to me about um, the the kids. I, w- I was going to ask you: Is there information that they are gleaning from you? Do you have Do you have the right to give them the information about the kids? And how much information do you give as the coach? So I can give them the rule is I can give them all the information they want. They can they can gather all the information, and you know it depends on each school what they're looking for. Okay, so you know for instance, Harvard came up to me, right? She's like Harvard, Harvard. Um, and, you know, her name's Devin Wills, and she's, you know, this is, uh, you know, we have general interest in these three kids, you know, can, you know, are they, first thing out of their mouth, are they Ivy League kids, meaning do they have the grades? Mm-hmm. Two of them, yes, one of them, no, right? Um, so she marks down, okay, these two kids, we can pursue because we know that they can get in. The other kid, you know, okay. is not an Ivy League kid, so why, why bother recruiting if, you know, if that's going to be the case? Yeah. So, um, and also they, they, they want to get the kids on campus to their camps as well. You know, we, we really, we like what we see in this kid. We have general interest. That's the term general interest. We have general interest in this kid. Can, is there any way you can get them the information, get them to my camp? So are they asking you for, for data or opinion or both? But not to, data meaning yes, in grades and so forth. And, and they definitely ask my opinion, you know, can this kid play here? Is this kid athletic enough? And, and I, you know, I, I'm very honest about it. You know, I don't, I don't, I definitely do not, um, you know, lie or, or, or fib or any one bit about it because it's going to, it would come back to haunt me later. If I say, sure. hey, yeah, this kid could definitely play for you. She's, you know, does this and this great. And if she doesn't do that and that <coughs> great and she gets there, the coach is going to say, hey, you know, you told me about this kid. And um, and it's it's not what you told me. So well, it's just like any other business. You're putting your name on it. You want to make sure that it's gonna you know come to fruition or won't come back to bite you. Correct. Yeah. And and the kids, you know, like I said, the pressure. Okay, you're out there for one. You're playing the number one team in the country. You're in the top bracket, and you have you know 150 college coaches there watching and. The, you know their mental toughness to get through that. I mean, look at their future coaches are watching them right now and and deciding, 
are we going to you know offer this kid a scholarship are we going to you know invest in this kid so i think i thought the mental i thought they handled the mental mental pressure very well as well because you know we try to prepare them for it i was going to say do they do they know going in what's going to happen do they do they think ah cool we're going to another tournament <clears throat> excuse me or do they know the pressure cooker that they're about to throw themselves into before they get there no they they know beforehand cuz right now they're they're kind of in the the middle of their tour so they've already went through the fall okay. last year and and you've seen you see saw some kids melted down you know some kids played great some kids melted down, but I think this weekend really showed that the kids, you know, went out there and, and regained their mental toughness and and played to the best of their abilities in front of those coaches and that's really all you can ask for at that. And this point. was in Maryland, right? This was the in Maryland. Live Love Lax. We're Live, talking Love, about. Lax, yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I ch I checked it out. It's it's. I kind of like the uh, what is it? Uh, what what's the cause? Live Live Love Lax. It's um it's in um a it's a, a foundation built about a girl named Yardley Love who okay. was uh, who was um, tragically killed um, by her boyfriend. An abusive in a, in a relationship. Yeah. Abuse abuse situation. So, um, you know, it was a it's a great fundraiser. They sure. raised over sixty five thousand dollars. Nice for the the One Love Foundation. One Love, that's it. One that's Love, it. yeah. And well, what I like about not to step on your toes. What I like about the One Love, I checked into it. They put just they say one in. They don't just say domestic abuse is men onto women. They also recognize that men can also be the victim of that type of of abuse. So I just. Yeah. Uh, Want to throw that out? Yeah, it was, it was very tragic, and and I thought that, they, that since then they've done an absolutely outstanding job cool. in making awareness of the domestic abuse. And um, you know, there were people there with flyers, and you know, it, it just wasn't, hey, come give your money and play. You know, they they had you know people there that were, you know, if you wanted to talk about it or learn more about it, you could do that and so forth. So I thought it was very well put together and, and a great cause. And, you know, two of these tournaments, you know, the major tournaments this summer, next weekend is Lax for the Cure, right? It's breast cancer. Yeah. And they've raised millions of dollars from Lax for the Cure for, for breast cancer. So next weekend is really important to us, too, to, um, to go down there and show our support um, for, for breast cancer. Now, where's this at? That's in New Egypt, New Jersey. Okay. Jersey. Jersey. Yep. And it's another one where there's going to be hundreds of college coaches. Um, it's a it's the biggest championship style tournament um, of the summer. You know that that in Mid Atlantic, which comes in July. Now, can the can the can the coaches approach the players, or do they only, they can only come to you and talk to you, or talk to the coaches, or I mean, what is their line? What can't they cross? They they can definitely not approach the players. Okay. Um, so, so but they they can, they can watch, but can't. Correct. Okay. And what and what they do is the process is this: they say they 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 start a board. Like let's say you're um, North Carolina, right? And and you just start your whiteboard, and, and you, you got to choose North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you start your board, and you and you say, okay, I like you know number seventeen from Triple H, or number five from Capital, number five from from monster and you start that board and then you okay. say okay we have general interest in these kids that doesn't mean you're getting a scholarship offer come september right it means they have interest and if um they're going to continue to follow 
and evaluate that kid and come September if it's a if it's a good fit and they want to invite you to campus to see the campus um, they'll do that so they, they basically start with probably a pool of 85 players and they just windle it down and you know each week they come they're there every single week it's not like they come one week and not the next what a living they're gonna be over the next four <laughs> Sign weeks me up, right man. over the next four weeks they're gonna be at every tournament at every game watching watching they have you know each school has several assistants so they go to different things and um but it's just so important in in my mind you know what monster lacrosse has done is we, you know we started our first tournament to to start getting into these major tournaments and like i said it's a big process right you mm -hmm. you just don't go online and register um because you got to compete also and so when my 2020 team we were current 11th graders were going into seventh grade in the summer of sixth and seventh grade um they let us lexford cure gave us one team to come play and they said listen if you if you get bounced you know around out there you're not going to be asked back right if you get murdered you're not going to be asked back um, the team that year, they went to the championship. They went to the championship and lost three to two in overtime to the Yellow Jackets, right? Okay. So he said, okay, well, you proved yourself. I'm going to give you one team next year or one extra team this year, next year. Okay. So next year I got a 2020 team and I got a 21 team. Well, next year the 2020s didn't make the cha the, the championship, but they, they did very well, and the 21s made it to the championship. So he's like, all right, I'm going to give you another team. So then he gave me the 22s. So now we had three teams there. And then then after all three teams did very well, not winning a championship yet, right? I mean, winning a championship at Lex for the Cure is, it's like a cage match, right? So then he opened it up for the rest of my teams. And from then on, I've, I've been able to get, you know, be on the pre-registration link. Um, but the one hiccup that came this year was I only got one 21 team in. And not two because it's the highest demanded division because that's the tour. Yeah, right? I, I, I I noticed that when I was you know trying to do some mm -hmm. pregame in here, I did notice that everything was mostly twenty ones. Couldn't I mean? There's information about everything else, but everything was heavy on the. Heavy so group. let me ask you, what, what is the process? As you you are with Monster, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean you know what 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 is the process when? He it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He says, you're told, all right, I'm going to give you one team. You can bring one team. What is the process that you have to go through to figure out which one team that's going to be? Do you take 
a bunch of people from every other team and make one, or do you find one of the ones that you already have? What's that process? Well, no, you can't do that because it's all age specific. Okay. So we have to, uh, you know, at that point, we only had 15 kids on our 2020 team. Okay. So, so you only had one team. It's not like you had two or three to pick from. Correct. Okay. So you always go from the top down as far as age group. Um, but now it's just a simple process of, of as soon as the registration link, you get it at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. By 10.03, it's sold out. So if you have 10 teams, you better have five people with computers sitting there trying to register because you got to put your credit card information. You got to put all that information. Oh, in. yeah. Then you see who you got in. And the 21s sold out in like 37 seconds. So we were able to get one team in there. But, you know, they, it's the most demanding division. How many teams are we talking about? You say it's sold out. How many teams is that? In in one division. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's eight divisions at six teams, so roughly 48. Okay. 48 teams of that age group get in. That's a great visual, though, because I watch Big Bang Theory. And you, did you ever watch that? And they're trying to get tickets to the Comic-Con, and they sold out in like 12 seconds. Right. That's funny, just what, thinking of all you guys sitting around trying to you know, punch keys on the laptop to get in. That's but, funny. That's exactly what it is. Too. Yeah. Once you get you know, the registration link, the hardest thing is getting the registration link and, and because it's pre you know, you get it. It's like a pre-invite to a party. And um, so, like, you know, the local clubs around here, you know, Common Goal, Relentless, FCA, they don't get the link. So they don't have the opportunity to go to, you know, to to Lax for the Cure and, you know, and stuff like that. Because, like I said, when they send it out the night before, they say, okay, this is the pre-invitation. If you don't like we'll open it to the public at this time. But it's always sold out with the pre Invitation. It so, sounds like trying to get a ticket at CMAC or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it, it's just, it's the rat race that this, you know, club lacrosse is in mm-hmm. and, and, and youth sports in general, but I can only speak about, you know, girls lacrosse. It's actually a rat race. But, you know, Monster has, we have, you know, fought really hard because, like I said, if you don't do well, you don't get asked back. And, um, and then there's, an, you know, there's, a, there's another tournament called the, the G8, and it's called, G, the great eight. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's only, and they, it was eight teams, but now it's 12, but it's only the top 12 teams in the country are invited. And the criteria is you got to be able to field a competitive team at not only your purple teams, but your white teams. And for three straight levels of lacrosse, three straight age groups. Okay. So we finally got into this. You know, we finally were considered, you know, a top 12 team in the country okay. and, we're, and we're there. And it's and it's not championship style, but it's the most competitive environment I've ever been associated with in my life. Last year um, when we went, there's four fields and in between each field, like in between one and two, there's a coach's area. Right. It was three deep for all the college coaches. All the college yeah. coaches, three deep between fields three and four. There's another college coaches area so the it college sounds like coach, it could be intimidating it, it's very very intimidating mm-hmm. and like i said the, every game's a cage match i mean nobody cares who the, the coaches don't care who wins as far as the college coaches but the you know the kids want to go out there and play so it's like monster versus yellow jackets yellow jackets versus m and d monster versus m and d monster skywalker skywalker's capital and so it's the best teams in the country pairing off with now there's 300 college coaches watching, and it's 
but oh, no pressure, kids. No Go pressure. Have fun. No Go pressure have fun. at all. <laughs> um, and and I always tell you know the, the, my families, you know, be careful what you wish for. And they're all like, we, you know, we want to go to the G8. Can you can you get us in the G8? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make a run at this. And I and I was able to get us in, but I was able to get us in by winning tournaments, by winning, you know, competing and finishing high in these mm -hmm. high level tournaments, playing against the Yellow Jackets and so forth. That's the only way you can get in is go compete against those teams. So it's not there. There's nothing that could say, hey, this is Ronnie Davis, man. We know Ronnie Davis. Nope. We got to let him in. He he's got five national championships, man. We got to let him. Nothing on reputation. Zero. It's all on merit. Everything. And that I like. Yeah. I cannot tell you how much I like. We're not going to get into a discussion about PC right. and participation trophies and all that, which which I'm okay with, by the way. But I'm just saying it's nice that something is based on merit. Yeah. And I like that. And and that's the way I think, you know, that's the way in, in girls lacrosse in, in general. I can speak in upstate New York, right? You know, you have men's or boys tier one hockey. Tier two hockey, tier three hockey, right? Mm -hmm. um, the problem with, especially in Rochester, okay, because there's a handful of club teams. I mean, there's Relentless Hustle, there's Common Goal, there's FCA, Monster. Um, I, I think that's it. So four, you know, four teams, four club teams, and the the issue is in my. my thing is is I want to take the best kids right monster has evolved you know we've we've worked real hard with it I feel that we have the you know the best players at every level you know um, and we're putting them in the right places but there's like there may be a one kid from another club that's the best player on their team right and would would really benefit from monster lacrosse right the best players Will benefit from monster lacrosse. The 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 lower end kids should be at the at the lower competitive clubs, right? That that mm -hmm. don't go to the high end tournaments like we do. And I'm the first one to send kids. You know, hey, look at monster may not be a right fit for you. Maybe you want to try this or this. A little less competitive. Nothing wrong with those other clubs. They're just not as competitive, right? I do believe though, but the top kids they 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 need to get to monster lacrosse. If you're mm -hmm. a great athlete, you need to get over here because it's such a separation of um, of talent. It's such a separation of athleticism when you when you compare our you know monster to to the other clubs. And there's a fit for everybody, and all the clubs are good um, because they provide softer landings for for kids, which mm -hmm. which everybody needs. But I don't believe that the other clubs share my you know. My mindset on the best kids got to go play with the best kids, and um, but they eventually the parents eventually figure it out. And how I know this is because, like I said, we we have the we have the best kids from Fairport, we have the best kids from Victor, we have the best kids from Penfield, we have you know two, three kids from every single town of their best kids come to come to Monster mm -hmm. Lacrosse. So um, that's why I know that we're. Where that the parents are getting it, especially at the at the older levels. I think the parents need to start realizing it a little more at the at the younger levels. That you know, the sooner you get to monster lacrosse, the the and your kids are going to be able to play on those teams, the better off your kids will be. I'm okay having this conversation too, because a lot of people a lot of people would say, "Oh man, it's over competitive." It's a, yeah, but you that's what you're getting into. You know, you're getting into that before. You get into it, and and we've lost that. And again, I'm trying not to make this about that conversation, but we've lost thinking it's okay 
for kids to want to win. It's it's we've lost that. It's okay for kids to want to be competitive. And I, I like that you're having this conversation. I like the way that you're having it. And you're not throwing other clubs under the bus. You're not saying, hey, we're better just because we're who we are. You're saying we're a better fit for the players who want the more competitive atmosphere. Correct. There you go. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of rubbing the rhubarb of the parents who might take that in a way like, oh, because we're not playing for Monster, our kid isn't any good. You, you understand where yeah, I'm coming yeah. from? That's not the case. It's You're just saying Monster is uh, they're finding the best competition that they can find. You're not running away from anybody. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And and the benefits pay off. And, and you know, I'm, you know, Craig Chamberlain, you know, if he's listening, he'd kill me right now for saying, but I always say, if you're on our top team, like our, our 2020 team, um, Every single one of them, except one, has committed to a college secondary opportunity. And the last one is got offers. She's just waiting to pick the right one, you know. So we're we're pretty much we're we're a hundred percent. We're a guarantee that if you're playing on our teams, and when it comes time to pick, you know, or you know, decide that you want to go to college and play lacrosse, we're a guarantee. You know, you, we'll okay. guarantee you that you're going to have an opportunity to play at a second, um, you know, another opportunity beyond high school. So, and and with that said, if Craig wants to call in and and <laughs> holler at you, he can do so at five eight five three six four six zero zero four. Right, five eight five three six four six zero zero four. Love to have Coach Chamberlain <laughs> call in, and he's our um, he's our director of recruitment. He's our director of player development, um, and. You know, the thing what we do is like this is obviously my full time job is Monster Lacrosse. Yeah. Um, you know, Craig has been in this business and game a very long time and you know, that's what he does is he he's got those relationships with those college coaches and and not only that, he's got the, you know, a great reputation of, you know, sending kids, you know, going on his word, you know, that um, you know, when college coaches ask that they listen to him. And you know the third thing is is his ability to to look at a kid and say, okay, look at you're not going to go to Carolina, you're not going to go to Maryland, but let's look at this, you know, this school, which is okay, you know, because the goal is to find the right fit for these kids. The goal is not to just send them. I, I think the issue in that situation, Ronnie, is this: it, it, it always comes the kids usually appreciate that a coach or somebody takes the time to tell them. You're not ready to go and play. You use North Carolina a lot. I do. You're not ready to go to play at Syracuse. You're not <laughs> ready to go to play D1. You're a better fit at D2 or maybe even D3. It's the parents. It's mom and dads that usually you know get upset. So I just want to throw it out there that normally the kid, mom and dad, let your kid be told that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Because there's nothing wrong with playing with a Lemoyne instead of no, somebody else, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Zero wrong with it, and it's and it's and it's great for kids to have the ability to have those choices. And the reason why I use Carolina a lot is because we've only had one kid go to North Carolina from 
you know, that I'm aware of in upstate New York, and that's Abby Friend mm -hmm. from Canandaigua. And um, so the Carolina has no Rochester kids, so I can use them as a— I got you. I'm, a, just a <laughs> I'm just a Syracuse guy, and that's like saying Duke, you know. The minute you, the minute you start using Duke, I'm out. The headphones are off, okay. and I'm out. So, so that, that, I'm glad you said that because I won't tell you that Duke lacrosse coach was standing five feet behind Coach Chamberlain for three games this weekend. <laughs> as long as he was behind, that's okay. As long as the coach was— behind that's all right right so yeah so you know our our recruitment process is and and that's to be honest with you spaz that's the secondary thing we do okay when you get to, you know, like i said it's a guarantee if you if you're on our teams come your tour time <coughs> and you want to play college lacrosse you're guaranteed to play college lacrosse we're okay, guaranteed okay. to put you in a place i got you but the other thing is too is is our training Okay, we have our own indoor training center. We just signed a long-term lease with um, Brighton Sports Zone. They're putting up a building behind Brighton Sports Zone just for Monster Lacrosse. So our training, we play 11 months a year. And I know parents are out there saying, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, my kid isn't going to play lacrosse 11 months a year. Mm -hmm. And my question is, why not? You know, we we if they can pick up a stick once a week for 48 weeks, right, we give a few weeks off. Why not? You know, why not pick up a stick for an hour, go out there and run and, and play? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like it's this high intensity thing for, for 52 straight weeks. So, but we do play year round. And I was talking to a parent last week and the parent, um, you know, she was concerned about the team her, her daughter was playing on and whether it's white or purple and, and so forth. And, you know, what I explained to her is when you, take your kid out of monster lacrosse and you put her with their scholastic teams, right? <clears throat> Modified team, JV, varsity, or even town teams, right? What do you see? Well, she says, well, everyone comes up to me and says, you know, how did, you, why is your daughter passing and catching so much better than everyone else? Why, mm -hmm. you know, how did this happen? And, you know, she said that she goes, she goes, I have to tell monster, you know, monster lacrosse, the training that we provide year round, separates these kids when they go to their scholastic teams, right? And the proof is in the the pudding when you, you know, when you look at the section five, you know, championships with class A, B, C, and D, right? Mm -hmm. You know, both Rush Henrietta and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh heavily, every single kid starter on Pittsburgh's team has touched Monster Lacrosse. Well, they have to, don't they? <laughs> well, isn't, it, isn't that a written rule over no, there in Pittsburgh? <laughs> it, it's not, but but it's but it's it's the truth that that every single kid yeah. has touched. I mean, even the three seniors, we don't have nineteen teams, but Ellie Mooney, Anya Lucy, and Nora Anderson, the three seniors, those kids were born and raised monster lacrosse when they were little. Mm -hmm. um, even even good the goalie Grace Ann Sensible, she started her playing career monster lacrosse playing she was a field player she was a midfielder for monster when she was in second grade so you know it just it just goes to show you and then you got rush henrietta you got raya davis gabby garrett you know was a monster when she was little jenna devito maddie schmitz you know alexis oshley i go on and on and on courtney Rowe, of kids that are monsters that are mm -hmm. playing on the other side right so canadagua we probably got you know seven right seven mm -hmm. on our varsity team and um the and the teams that didn't do so well you know didn't have any right <laughs> so ronnie trying to get himself <laughs> in trouble now <laughs> no what i'm saying is that, is that our training regiment is um 
you know, it, when they when those kids leave Monster Lacrosse practice or, or you know, and they go to play for their scholastic teams, they shine. And what I what I Ronnie, what I like about what you're doing, and I don't I don't really know if any any of the other ones are doing without trying to make this a commercial for what you've got going on, which would be fine because hey, it's your podcast. I'm just saying, you bring in seniors, you bring in players, and you have them coach the younger kids. You have the 2019s, the 2020s coaching the 25s, 26s, and 27s. And that, to me, when you're building, when you're talking about the uh, feeder programs, I think that's more important to have the kids who went through the program cycle back down than it is just having the program in and of itself. Yeah, we we, we really I'm so proud of the the kids that come back and coach. You know, the Sampone twins and Morgan Schwab, they're my assistants on the on the twenty two team. Um and believe me, I need them. Mm-hmm. And um they travel right with me. They you know the whole whole nine yards and they do an outstanding job of, you know, teaching the kids the you know the the fundamentals of what they have learned coming up. How about how important is terminology when you're talking about the younger players? And and it, it just seems to me that the, that the Schwabs and the Sampones and the the you know the seniors that are going through now they can better get the kids at the lower levels to understand the terminology that you're going to use as you're getting coached with each different level. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does yeah, that make sense? How it, important is that? It's really important because it's building a culture. You know, and and they've learned the culture and they've had success. Okay. Um, you know, they're obviously reaping the the benefits of, you know, they're going to top division one schools and their um in their future. And then and then they come back and they're teaching, you know, the little ones exactly what they were taught, exactly how they were taught. So we can make sure that the pattern stays the same. And like I said, I, I hate to guarantee it, but you know, if you just follow our pattern you're gonna have those opportunities, and and you're gonna have the opportunities to go play against the best teams in the country. And you're gonna, you know, if you look on the, the turning machine for the Live Love Lacks, our our 25 team, you know, or our 26 team was down there battling with the top teams in the country, and mm-hmm. those kids are only in fifth grade. Yeah, the all those teams down there, especially in the South, um, Maryland, New Jersey area, they've they've they play already played a league with 30 games. So we this is our second tournament and we're down there battling with them and you know at every level at every age level and um we didn't win every game but I think we won you know if you put the whole club in picture together for this tournament this past week and we we're 70% and we won 70% of our games. It sounds to me though at this point I always like to say whenever I'm doing sectionals games whenever I'm doing one and done games I always tell the seniors, you're not defined by the outcome. You're defined by the effort. You're defined by your attitude because the scoreboard isn't going to help you in the real world. Whether you won today or not will not help you once you get out into the real world. But your preparation, your attitude, and your effort, that will stick with you, and that will help you as you move out into the real world. And it sounds like, I mean, certainly, they're kids. They want to go out and get the dub. No doubt about that. But... There's just as much focus on the effort as there is the outcome, the preparation. The, and again, my, it, there's nothing wrong with letting kids want to win. Yeah. And we, we definitely, that's, I shouldn't say that's the difference. I think that I'm just, that's what we do is we train and then we test. We train 
and then we test. That's and what the game is. Test. Right. That's you, what the game is, Ronnie. The game, liken that to a test in practice, is what you, the te- the game is the test for what you learned in practice. Practice is where you do all the learning. The game is just to find out how well you learned all of that. At least that's my philosophy. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and um, you know, like I said, train, test, train, test, and, and go through that protocol from, from when they're little. Then when they get to their tour, right, it's very tough to explain to a bunch of kids who are not in tour yet how come, you know, we're, we're not every kid, you know, the best kids aren't playing 90% of the time and, and, you know, the parents are losing their minds because, you know, they're, their kids are playing on the defensive end or, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're not getting enough runs at midfield. And um, it's the hardest thing is, expl- you know, trying to prepare the parents and the kids. Look at we Yes, we want to win and we're going to go out there and we're going to compete to win because we mm-hmm. trained you to do that. But the big picture is the tour, right? The big picture is how you're going to play. You know, this fall, like I, I was in my 22 team, who, which I coach, I'm, trying to put in a new offense right and they're like what what are you putting this new offense in for this offense you know our offense works well for us and i'm saying well when we get to the tour you're going to need more than one offense oh yeah right yeah and um that just that's a little tough for them to Mm -hmm. to to realize because obviously you got helicopter parents bulldozer parents we call them now Mm -hmm. um but that's you know that's my monday morning you know, text, well, this, you know, the offense, this and this and that. And my kid's not playing and this kid. And it's like, we're just preparing you for the tour. Preparing you. I've, I always say, as a coach, I, I, I specialize in youth coaching. The scholastic thing, too many politics, too many politics involved. But I always say, my job is to prepare your kid for the next level. So I'm teaching fifth grade. Your kid, I'm teaching your kid what he's going to need to know or her at sixth and then sixth up into modified. And then the modified is where you turn. That's where you turn the corner and get them ready for the JV and the varsity. So you, you just got to be consistent, be consistent and persistent in, you know, educating the parents just as much as the kids. So let me ask you this question as a youth sports expert, right? What, oh, I like that. How do you, you know, what do you say to the parent when – the, you know, you have three kids that play midfield, right? Mm-hmm. Th- first line midfield. Three kids that play second line midfield. Three mm-hmm. kids that play third line midfield if we have three midfield lines. What do you say to the parent of the fourth midfielder that there's three kids better at this point? And then watch them melt, you know, because they want to compare. All the parents want to compare their kid yeah. to another kid on their team. Well, that's the first thing you do, Ronnie, is you tell them don't compare it to other kids. Compare them to who they were yesterday. I know it's very cliche, but to me, the art of competition is competing against who you were the last time you played. Not the team you're playing. That's to be competitive. Competition, to me, is being better than who you were. So you just have to tell mom and dad, listen, There's everybody has a role, and we have to teach the kids to relish the role that they have. Okay, with that said, um, it's not about playtime. It's not about playtime. It's about the, your role within the dynamic of the team. Before we go on, you have an option, okay? You're playing travel, but the YMCA, they need two or three players. So if you're not happy here, you have to be that guy, Ron. I'm that guy. You have options. Okay, if you don't like this option, you can exercise another option. With that said, you work on the kids. You put mom and dad aside. You tell the kids, when you're on the floor, there's one voice you listen to. 
That's mine. You listen to my voice. You don't listen to mom and dad. You listen to me because mom and dad are 90% of the time telling you the opposite of what I want. I want you to slow down. They're telling you to hurry up. I want you to hurry up. They're telling you to slow down. With that said, as as a number two, you have to push number one to keep their spot. You, that's your role right now, okay, to push number one to keep their spot. But if they don't keep their spot or if something happens where they can't have that spot, you're up. You've got to be ready at any moment, okay? It's not about me. It's about we. And you just, if mom, if mom and dad don't get that, then it's on them. It's not on you. It really isn't. And then, like, I think I've told you this before, but somebody used to use this, uh, uh, fair isn't always equal. Fair isn't always equal. When that was used against my kid, I didn't like it. But then I started to think about it, and I realized what it meant, okay? What I do is 99% of the time, Ronnie, that kid who's fourth on the depth chart is late for practice, is not at every practice, is you know trying to decide, ah, do I want to go to Girl Scouts or do I want to go to practice? Which one do I want to do? You know what I mean? So you have to tell that parent, you want your kid to be a one? Put in the work that a one puts in. Plain and simple. Right. We have a depth chart, and right now, you, you, your kid isn't producing, so that's how you deal with it. Right. And 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 Ronnie, you know this. If they can't deal with it, that's on them. Exercise yeah. your options. And, and sometimes, you know, <coughs> the, I think the gray area is is not only you know, okay, not that their kids aren't producing, but maybe there's three kids that are producing more, right? Sure. Not, not that their yeah. kid isn't yeah. isn't capable, but there's three kids that are better. That's valid. That's and, a good point. And that 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 sometimes seems to me is the hardest conversation with have to have to the parents because they want to say, well, my kid's better than Susie. You know, we, we had a in our in our 22 group, we had a parent, uh, you know, probably a year ago who sat me down and was like, I'm a stat person. I go on stats and mm-hmm. I, my daughter is producing. She, you know, she scored, you know, 75 goals in JV lacrosse last year. And I'm like, there's a big difference between JV lacrosse and monster lacrosse. I mean, yeah. all our kids, you know. And and but getting the parents to understand and not see. I got a text this weekend from a parent. Same thing. My my daughter's play um, scored thirty five goals in um, in a season for the varsity team, and she's you know she's playing defense for you. And you know it's it's that's the biggest part of youth sports. And the problem is is they're comparing to you know mm-hmm. other kids. They're comparing to other experiences. And thus, you know, they can say, well, we can go to this club and we're, you know, we'll, we'll play first line. <coughs> and I'm the first one to say, exercise your options, feel free, go, <coughs> you know, try it yeah. out, do, do, mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Um, but getting them to realize that if they just follow the pattern, if they just follow the system, they're going to be successful. But yeah, but know. well, well, there's all, sometimes you can't just throw a blanket over everybody. Sometimes you have to deal with it on an individual basis. As a basketball coach, I've got a parent coming to me. My kid wants to play point. My kid wants to play point. My kid wants to play point. Okay, fine. We get a 20-point lead. I put the kid in at point. We lose the 20-point lead because he turns the ball over every time. I look at the parent as if to say, are we done with this conversation? And they get it. Sometimes you just have to walk up and punch that 800-pound gorilla Right in the mouth, right. and you know sometimes, but uh, well, I get to this weekend coming up. I, <clears throat> the the schedule is so spread out, so I'm I'm fortunate. I get to coach just about at least a few games of every team, um, which is going to be a big 
you know, shake up to some of the parents. You know, some of the parents are like, "Oh yes, well, Ronnie's going to coach this weekend," and let me tell you something, they're oh, going to no. they're going to leave <laughs> New Jersey, <laughs> you know, faster than you know the expressway can take them because you know I'm going to come in and I'm going to um, play to win and I'm going to play the the kids that are going to put us in the best situation based on merit, based on how they play this week in practice. And how they play from the opening whistle. Yes. Um, so I think it's going to be an eye-opener for for some parents this weekend. And me being the director of the club and, and my wife being the owner, it's tough sometimes, though. You're looking at, you know, you look at a business model of it, right? The, but I think the business model comes from the lower um, age groups, you know, to build that base as, as far as a business model. When you get up to you know, the, the age groups of, of the tour and stuff like that. And you you don't want to take that tour? I'm okay with that. Here's your money back. I'll give them the first one to, you know, to write them a check back. But, you know, you know I'm juggling business and, and winning games and so forth. But the parents, I think they just need to take a step back and let the process roll. Because uh, let me ask you a question. If you... You know, if you're looking ahead, and the year group older you, and, and all of them have you know basically signed or you know committed to Division One schools, and I'm looking at you saying, "Look, it, I'm guaranteeing you that's going to be one of those kids, right?" Are you going to start bitching about the offense? <laughs> what? What? Uh, any Bills fans? Are you a Bills fan? Trust the I process. Like the Bills. Yeah. Trust, trust the process. The process works. The process works. But mom and dad, they only see right now. They don't see the big picture. They just, you know, see that their kid, oh, my kid's being treated unjustly. And then, of course, we've got the vicariousness. We've got the people living vicariously. Through their kids. And through the kids and competitive parenting and all that other good stuff. Just, I don't know, Ronnie, sometimes sometimes it just weeds itself out. Sometimes parents get so mad that they're like, all right, we're leaving. And you're like, you know, that kind of thing. You, you, You obviously don't want to lose them but sometimes it's like sometimes yeah. it's, you so, know, it's, it's best for everyone that you know that they go now as a college coach as you've you've coached college now you've coached high school you've is there a difference i've always ascertained and it's been my experience that in high school you have to deal with more politics you have to deal more with going into the ad's office and hearing about it and and that goes on everywhere i'm not giving any specific examples i'm just saying versus college where you can go, okay, your parents are pains in the butt. I'm just not going to put you on the team. Does does that take place at all? At the college <clears throat> level? Yeah. No, um, very rarely. I mean, okay. I, I think, I, you know, in my tenure there, I had maybe two incidents about, you know, with parents. And, okay. Um, because, you know, they for one, they're being paid to go to college. Okay, they're not, you know, in, in Scholastic, you know, every every player's parent is a taxpayer in that district and so they, they have their mm-hmm. their right um, to that but um, in college it's different it's college we're actually paying you to be there mm-hmm. so we're paying you for your job if you're not going to do your job then you know we can't continue to pay you and you know scholarship wise and, and gotcha. be there so yep um, we didn't we didn't run into that um, but you know politically as you said like there's politics in you know, if I th- I think that the politics could be taken out of scholastic sports in general, um, with you know with a few fixes. For one, you know I think it needs to be told upfront to the parents 
you know, and and you know how kids sign contracts, you know, they're not supposed to drink and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the parents should have to sign contracts. Some some schools, some programs, some coaches do that. That that states very specifically, look at you have no say at all over playing. Your only job as a parent is to support. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that would make things a lot easier on on coaches, right? Because you know, I look, I'm I'm an unconventional hire in in Canada, as you know, because I'm not in the district, I'm not a school teacher, I'm not an educator. So, but I look at every other, you know, there's not a lot of guys like me or women like me that have jobs like that, right? Everyone. I mean, you look at all the schools. Ninety-nine percent of them are, are educators, and 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 it's by design that way. Mm-hmm. It is by design. It's in in contracts and all kinds of things that they get first look. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think that they're more well versed in in handling, you know, because they're handling the kids during the day, in you know their general behavior and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I've I've yet to find one educator that tells that to tell me that. Whether issuing a math exam, that a parent is sitting outside the window yelling and screaming at their kid, and then turning yelling and screaming at the at the the co or the 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 teacher for not, you know, giving their kid an opportunity to take the exam. Right? That's a valid point. I mean, you just don't see it, yeah. right? And yeah. and because what, what do you think the 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 administration would say with a parent standing outside a window of a room yelling and screaming at their kid? Oh, uh, call the police. <laughs> in a minute, right? I mean, that that would happen, yeah. r- you know, right away. Yes, and, it would. And I think that it, the same thing needs to come to to scholastic athletics. You know, in Maryland, you know, the, you know, we always say Maryland is so far more advanced than we are in, in girls lacrosse. Well, they don't play modified lacrosse in Maryland. They play for their clubs. So there's no, you know. Canada Egg was playing Pittsburgh modified this this afternoon. It's they play for their club teams up until ninth grade, then they go play okay. um, for their high school teams. Hmm. And, you know, so they don't have the, you know, you know, the shop teacher out there collecting a paycheck to, to teach. You know, we're, we're fortunate in Canada. Well, you know, we have Sue Ellis that coaches our modified team and, and Eric Martin that coaches our um, modified team. They've been longtime coaches, right? But you, I look around in the districts and, and see, you know, and, and I even talk to, you know, my own kids, you know, about it was people that they coached them at the modified level really had no background in lacrosse. They just they they were able to get the job because they were a teacher. Yes. And so I think that's a difference maker. I think that, you know, if we could find a way to have the parents sign a contract um, so we could say, OK, here's the contract. You know, you you said you weren't going to do this. I think that would ease things up on a scholastic level coaching wise. So I mean, I get to go to the Board of Education tonight to receive um, recognition for winning the Section Five Championship this year with Canandaigua, and all the girls are going to be there. And um, so, but I still I have to go meet with Jim Simmons, right, mm-hmm. um, for a follow up, and I, I have to get rehired. And hopefully, you know, I, I do get rehired. I want to come back. So well, I've I've told you before, mm-hmm. not trying to rub your rhubarb. I want I want you to be back. This this was. This was a great year for me for Chosen Spot Radio. I was at 20 of your 21 games. I missed your opener at uh, Scanny Atlas. Yeah. I missed your season opener. But, um, yeah, so I, I fully support. If anybody was to ask me, nobody did. But if anybody was to ask, I would fully support 
bringing you back and having everything the same way as it was this year. I'm looking forward to it, and, I, and I'm hoping. And I, you know, I've had a brief conversation with the superintendent and the the AD about it, and I think it's going to you know be a good fit going forward. Excellent. Um, so, uh, you know, the the future in Canandaigua is super bright. I believe it is. I believe it is. You're losing. You're losing a little bit, but you, you've got a lot coming up. And it's a great feeder program. Yeah. That's 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 what separates Canada. When we've had this conversation, that's what separates Canada from a lot of different programs. Is I think you're the I think Canada was the example. Right. They set the bar as far as feeder programs go, and and that's not just lacrosse. That's every sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could look across countywide and and you know talk about the teams and talk about you know who's who's coming up and so forth. And you know the good thing about. Um, me having a, a club team is I see, you know, the kids coming up in each different school district. So I know, you know, the top four kids, you know, in Brighton that are coming up and the top four kids in Fairport and top and building, you know, building around those kids, each school district builds around those kids that, you know, it's going to make for a more competitive, I mean, wait on Victor, you know, Victor's got a lot of young kids. Right. At oh yeah. Ninth grade, and um, they're going to be really good. I mean, all, all those ki- ninth grade kids, and even the tenth grade, the one tenth grader, Kylie Gelbert, who we'll talk about in a little bit, um, from Victor. <clears throat> when they get all on the field together next year, the, they're going to be very dangerous. That that's who I'm, you know, fearful of. You know, I got to keep my eye on is that Victor team because I think their their youth is going to be coming up strong. Um, but we talked about before, like some of the other schools lost so many kids that we don't know how competitive they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I'm looking at any team falling off. Maybe a couple. And I did hear the Penfields going back to A. Did you hear that? I've, I've heard rumblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which will make for a better A tournament, right? Yes. So, I mean, instead of three teams that are competitive, at least they'll give it four. Mm-hmm. So, so Section 5 is looking good um, in general. I, I think so. I think so. We just and God, we've beat this thing to death. We gotta compete with Long Island. We gotta figure out how to beat Long Island. And then once we fit, we, we've also got to throw Section Three in there because Section Three has been not as tough, but they've been a thorn in the side as well. So next year, just so you know, you, it um, it goes to the the rotation of the state tournament. We Section Five, if they get past Section Six, would have to play. Um, Section three in the semifinals. Section three, yeah, in the semifinals, yep. and then yep. the great and almighty Long Island in the in the in mm. the championship. Mm. So, Grr. at least we'll have you know four teams playing for a championship next year mm-hmm. if we get by section three. You know, which you maybe have a couple get by and a couple not. But I mean, you're still you still got to get by Scanny Atlas FM. South Jefferson could throw themselves in there. Bevo, you know, Bevo's yeah. you know, got almost yes. every kid coming back. Yeah, absolutely. So you know they're going to face off either against you know one of our eight teams next year. Um, so it's going to be a battle. It's whoever prepares the best, though, from now until then. I, I like I, I, I tell everybody, uh, next season starts tomorrow. You right. know, next season. Which, by the way, um, I, I would like that to be a topic we talk about next week because you said playing around. Fitz just gave us the we're closing in. You know, yeah. uh, music. So uh, I would like if if we can have a reminder, talk a little bit about the uh, year round thing. You know, and and that is. Uh, meshes and gels with what we were just talking about now in preparation and that kind of thing. 
But I think you should do your Fairport Hots top five. My Fairport Hots top five is going to be um, based around the what I've seen this weekend as far as recruitment for 2021s. And th- and that's all you because I do not yeah. I do not know what's going on with the with the recruits. So I, I don't I'm not in that. So. Pretty much all the 2020s except like I said for one are gone in the area. Right. Okay. As far when I say gone, they're committed to schools. Even yeah. you know, even Relentless Hustle and Common Goal have kids that are committed to Division One schools. And you're talking about juniors, correct? Yeah. So now it's like it's tour season for the sophomores, right? Okay. Um, and you know, based on all the college coaches that I've spoken to this weekend and seen at the games, um, you know, we, I have you know five kids, you know, from that 2021 team who are. You know, probably going to be recruited by all the top schools. Um, and like I said, I only this is only based on what the feedback I got from the college coaches that I spoke with. Okay. So um, the first kid that I think is, um, you know, commodities, I guess we call them commodities now for Fairport Hots top five at five. You know, now they, they've become commodities because all these college coaches are, are buying for them, right? Um, I'm going to start with number five. I'm going to go with Caroline Murphy. Okay, the Murph dog from okay. Mercy. Right? Mercy, yeah. Um, she showed very well this weekend. She showed her athleticism in front of a lot of college coaches. So I'm going to put her in um, at number five. All, all, all independent league, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the next I'm going to take a section three kid out of there, Emma Gephardt. Who, who plays okay. for Monster? Um, she might be the best attacker in my mind in the twenty-one class in the Northeast. Um, but she garnered, you know, she's an Ivy League kid as well. So she had everyone looking at her, right? Okay. Because she's, um, you know, she can go to the Ivies because she's that, you know, smart a kid. Now, now, what school is she in? Uh, she goes to Beville. Beville. Yep, and she's a twenty twenty-one mm-hmm. uh, Monster player. Um, the next one I'm going to go with from Victor is uh, Kylie Gelbert. Okay. okay. So Kylie's coming yep. off a knee injury, right? She's got a, she had a torn ACL, but she's cleared to play now. She's got the brace on. She's a game changer too. She is, and she is highly touted by the college coaches. They, mm-hmm. You know they they all asked about Kylie, um, which is great for her because she didn't have a scholastic season, and she um, you know really didn't have a fall you know a full fall season either. A fall season, so it happened almost a year ago. So she missed the fall tour, she missed the scholastic. But the college coaches that still have her on the list are a lot of them in big schools. So Kylie Galbert's going to come in at number three. Okay. Um, my number two is is my own daughter McKenna Davis. She's garnered a lot of interest from um, from schools, as we've talked about before. She's got it to her top five. All five schools were there this weekend, um, reaffirming that they do have general interest in her. And um, we'll be watching her going forward. And the and it's not even the new kid on the block, but the girl that I thought showed very well this weekend the most was Rhea Davis from Russian Rihanna. The lefty. The lefty. She can ball, man. She can. She um, Oh, yeah. She made some really, really um, hard, fast, strong shots and went to the goal super hard and made some nice feeds. She did what she needed to do when she needed to do it. 
And I thought that, you know, she probably showed the, you know, the best this past weekend for 2021. What I like about her watching her is, is as she goes down, she gets right back up. She mm-hmm. doesn't try to sell. She At least this is from what I've seen. Yeah. She doesn't try to sell. She doesn't flop. She doesn't try to get the call. She goes down. If, if she doesn't get a call right away, she hops right back up and gets right back to it, at least based upon, you know, what I've seen over. So. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you give her a step, she's going to let that rocket launcher go. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. she shot very well this weekend. And um, so I was glad to see her, you know, really come off her scholastic season, having a good scholastic season, right into the club tournament season and and, and do well. And uh, I, like I said, I think she showed well. And then, you know, I actually, actually have to give the number one spot, uh, you know, a tie um, between Rhea and the the other one who's not a field player is, is Lexi Martell, our 2021 goalie. Um, you know, in goal, she was absolutely outstanding this weekend. And, you know, definitely garnered a lot of interest from a lot of different coaches. She's just obviously not the field player. I named the five field players, but, uh, you know, our goalie, Lexi Martell, stood on her head this weekend and, and made some really, really big saves in some clutch times against some key teams. So um, Lexi is right in there as well in the top five from Fairport Hots. Three things. I agree with all of your list. Well, thanks. All right. The next thing is, is um, I, I think I would like to, uh, I'm going to find the time to be able to hit some of the uh, the club games, mm-hmm. you know, the, the club games. And the third is, my my t- I'm going to do three. I'm going to do three. The FLX software top three. Okay. And those are my gripes about rules okay. and girls lacrosse because I'm trying to find somebody from U.S. lacrosse to put on the air so we can have a discussion. We can talk off the air all we want, but I want to be able to talk. I'd love to have them in the seat. In fact, sure. I'd love to put them in the seat so we can look eye to eye and have these conversations. But um, I'm trying to get somebody from U.S. lacrosse, whether it's the local Rochester chapter, Western New York, Syracuse, uh, you know, national, whatever. I, I have put out some uh, contacts to try and, and hear back. But first, and you said that it's supposed to be that way, but it doesn't always apply. If you're fouled during the act of shooting, let the goal stand. Put your little flag back in your pocket, wave it off, and let the goal stand and move on. Okay, okay? so can I can I intercede real quick You on can that? do whatever you so want. So there is a rule, okay, that is coming, that is in college now, that is applicable, that if you – if if it's in the act, if the whistle, if the ball goes in at the same time, it's going to be a goal. Okay. The only thing that can stop that is shooting space. They will not right now do simultaneous shooting space goals. Okay, a shooting space violation is different because mm-hmm. then you're you're talking about dangerous. Correct. It's danger. Then yep. you know you're adding a an element of safety. Yep. So that's okay. But if a, if a girl eats a stick or gets a check, unless it's a headshot and you're going to throw a yellow card, obviously. Correct. But if it's just a foul, if it's a cross check, if it's and she scores, let the goal stand because I don't, I, three or four different occasions and a couple of them were Canandaigua where they scored and then they had uh, they waved the goal off and then they went to the free position and missed. they missed. They didn't, or they got stuffed. Let the goal stand. Yep. Okay, don't don't reward bad defense. Don't reward a cheap foul because most of them are strategy. You yep. know that. Yep. So the second, you've got to time the clear. You got to time a clear. You can't let the goalie just camp at the twenty-five yard line, and while well, everybody's marked up, and just you know stand there for two three minutes. Again, somebody's going to say, "Well, it's up to the other team to come down and put some pressure on her." 
I'm not talking about the strategy. I'm talking about the rule. Mm -hmm. Boys have it. I want the girls to have it. You've got to have a timed clear. It's just the pace of the game. Input on that one? I mean, no, no, yeah, I, I no? agree with that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the next one, you know where I'm going with the next one. Shot clock. Shot clock. Please. Pretty please. I don't care if it's two minutes. I don't care. Just you have to have a shot clock yeah. at the girls' level. You, you you know, we've been telling everybody it's coming. It's just a matter of budgetary, you know, all this. It, I want to know. Yeah. I got to find we out. We got to do the digging. Like got, I said, I, I'm, I'm digging. I've got the shovel in the ground. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to... Uh, Listen, U.S. lacrosse, I don't want to put you on the spot. It's not like I'm one of those gotcha guys. That's not the idea here. The idea is to dig and find out why isn't there a shot clock? Why isn't there the process underway to get the shot clock? We got it in D1, D2, D3. Why? Uh, is, is it at the junior college? And yeah. Jason, oh, yeah. it, it's it's everywhere but high everywhere school. Everywhere but high school. Every, and and, and, and I, if, if the idea isn't for the near future – why? Right. And what is it about the pace of the game that you think it's okay that we don't need the shot clock? So those are my top three biggest rule gripes. Okay. Because I, I, I wasn't sure where you were going to go. We had already done, you know, the Section 5 thing. I did name all my Canandaigua players of the year. Did you agree or I disagree did, yeah. with any of those? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, just to put it out there, I did make my Section 5 uh, player of the year, Clancy Root. Okay. She is my Section yeah. 5 Player of the Year. And again, somebody's going to go, it's just because you're a Canandaigua homer. No, it isn't. It's because I saw them play 20 times this year. Right. I saw them play 20 games. Um, you know, and, and and I think even if I was open to other – she just I've, – I've beat that horse to death talking about her. You know where I stand with yeah. her. So I'm just saying I, I did make her my Section 5 Player of the Year. And if you wanted me to name an Offensive Player of the Year – it would be Lexi Brunicki. The big rig. You know, it would be the big rig. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change off of Meg Ellis either. Meg Ellis is just, I call her titanium tough. What's Nemo call her? The cheetah? The che- that's yeah. mine. I, oh, I, is that the, you? Yeah, I watched her run with them. Like, that's a, who's that, a cheetah out she, there? She, <laughs> I told you before, she made a liar out of me, man. I said, right. she's not very fleet of foot. And then she went, zing. I was like, I take that back. So it, Me and just, Coach Chamberlain were having a conversation this weekend about um, the schools that you know, are getting gifts. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we got, you know, Morgan Schwab going to Virginia, Loren going to Maryland. You know, we got some really, really good kids going to some really good schools. Right. I think six to the, the ACC, four to the Big Ten. Um, Niagara with Lexi Bernicke yeah. and Canisius with Meg Ellis. Those two schools are getting a gift in these kids. What about Albany with Clancy Root? Uh, Albany's, a, you know. I, I think they realize what they're getting. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure that Canisius and Niagara really realized what they were getting with Meg. And, I, I think and at Lexi. the beginning, Niagara might not have, but I think they are now. Because every time I post something or tweet something with the big rig, they're right on it, man. Right. They're retweeting it. They're liking it. So they're, they're watching. Yeah. They're watching. I think they get it. But Canisius, uh, no doubt. They've yeah. got Meg Hoffman. So there's a there's some candidate with connection sure. there, too. So. <laughs> but yeah, those are you know two gold mines for us. But thanks everyone for listening this week. We will be back next week. We got a few more weeks left before we take off for the summer of you know basically club lacrosse now, rock stars, girls, lax, and uh, we will see every talk to everyone next Monday at this time. Rockstarsglax at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See ya. Rockstars. Rock stars. 
Rockstar's Girls Lacrosse. Rockstar's Girls Lacrosse. The Rockstar's Girls Lacrosse Show. With hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons.